on. I'm on three seats. <laughs> Look, there goes the game. Hello, you're listening to Ithaca Now. WICB's weekly news program focused on stories in the Ithaca community. I'm your host, Himadri Sage. Thank you for joining us. For tonight's show, WICB news correspondent Jordan Broking talks about understaffing in various organizations in the Ithaca area as a result of the pandemic. And Emma Kirsting talks about breakthrough COVID-19 cases in Ithaca College and Cornell and how vaccinations have affected how COVID-19 has impacted some students in the colleges. But first, we have Christian Maitri and myself with Community B. An archaeological excavation outside the St. James Church in Ithaca was started earlier this month in order to unearth remains of Ithaca's Underground Railroad that was used to free escaped slaves. The digging is set to be finished on November 13th and is a group effort done by local school children, Cornell faculty, and students. Prior to the excavation, Reverend Terence King from St. James, State Assemblywoman Anna Kells, and local speakers all spoke to attendants in the church. Jack K. Jones, 18, is one of two people who have been charged with the September 11th robbery in Ithaca that left a man seriously, although not life-threateningly, injured. Jones and the other robber, who is a minor, have both been charged with armed robbery in the first degree. City Court Judge Peacock has remanded Jones to the Tompkins County Jail on a $5,000 cash bail. Mayor of Ithaca, Savante Myrick, announced his new chief of staff, Faith Vavra, last Thursday morning. Vavra will rep replace Dan Kogan, who previously stated he will be stepping down. Myrick announced in a tweet that Vavra brings with her, quote, a wealth of knowledge, experience, and leadership skills to the position from her years of work in local and federal government, secondary education, and nonprofit agencies. Vavra has a Bachelor of Arts degree in Political Science and two Master's degrees in Criminal Justice and Public Administration, as per the city. She is also experienced in issues surrounding recruitment in law enforcement agencies and has previously advocated for police reform. Despite having multiple previous spikes in COVID cases, Tompkins County cases have dropped and stabilized from its previous all-time high of 488. Cases have now been ranging in between 220 and 240 daily over the past 10 days. Tompkins County Deputy Administrator has said the rise in COVID cases has stabilized due to the amount of daily recoveries outweighing positive COVID tests. An Ithaca minor charged with committing sex crimes against two individuals less than 11 years of age has been arrested by Ithaca police. The crimes took place between March and June 26, 2021. The Tompkins County Family Court has charged the minor with two counts of sex abuse in the first degree, subsection 3, and one count of a criminal sex act, subsection 3. Sexual abuse survivors or victims can contact the Advocacy Center in Tompkins County at 607-277-5000 for assistance and resources. For Christian Maitri, I'm Himadri Said. Welcome back to Ithaca Now on 92 WICB. I'm your host, Himadri Said. Within Tompkins County, as in many other parts of the country, understaffing has become a huge, to an extent, unexpected impact of the pandemic that continues to date. 
These impacts span from the Ithaca City School District to both Ithaca College and Cornell. WICB News correspondent Jordan Broking breaks down the issue. Like so many other places across the country, New York is seeing a rising number of understaffing throughout multiple sectors of the working industry. In Tompkins County alone, Ithaca College is experiencing staff and faculty shortages as students return to in-person learning. The same is also happening across the Ithaca City School District, where eight teacher spots are needed to be filled, in addition to school nurses. So far, the school district has found a temporary solution to that by using teaching assistants to take on the role of educators, but the hiring of teachers is still deemed necessary. Building on the education sector, the state is also seeing a lack of school bus drivers. This is due in part to low wages, hostile children on the buses, and many not being initially qualified to fill a position. To combat this, Governor Kathy Hochul announced a plan to recruit traditional and non-traditional drivers with commercial driver's licenses to fill in the roles, while also expanding the CDL testing opportunities and reaching out to more than a half million CDL holders in the state. But with these moves, the governor is also coming under fire for what could impact the number of healthcare workers across the state. In just five hours is the deadline for healthcare workers to receive at least one dose of the COVID-19 vaccine in order to keep working. Under the state's vaccination mandate, all health professionals who come in contact with individuals must be vaccinated against COVID-19. Hochul expanded on this during a press conference last Thursday. I believe it's critically important for our healthcare workers to be as healthy as they can before they attend to the health of others. But with this, many are criticizing the governor for the mandate, as many worry this could increase unemployment in the health industry. Hochul has since laid out plans in cases happens, including calling in the National Guard and out-of-state employees to work in the state, and possibly calling for a state of emergency if the numbers do fall. With this, however, Hochul is not backing out of the mandate. What is looming for Monday is completely avoidable, and there's no excuses. This comes just days after a vaccine mandate for public school employees in New York City was blocked by a New York judge. We will keep you updated on the aftermath of both mandates, as well as providing you with inside stories from workers across Tompkins County on where the employment rate stands. For WICB News, I'm Jordan Broking. For Ithaca College and Cornell students coming back to a fully in-person semester, life has been full of hope, excitement, and to some degree, fear, with COVID-19 still impacting the lives of many. Correspondent Emma Kirsting looks into some of these stories. For WICB News, I'm Emma Kirsting. This fall, Ithaca College has implemented a full return to campus, which hasn't seen a full student body since March of 2020. Students were required to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19, allowing some exemptions, but Ithaca College's vaccination rate is over 99%. Staff members were not required, but highly encouraged to be vaccinated prior to the fall semester. While all students are required to wear masks indoors regardless of vaccination status, many are taking advantage of interacting with others without masks on, whether it be eating together in the dining hall without socially distancing or attending large parties. Well, my name is J.R. Dandria. I am a sophomore. I'm a theater arts management major and integrated marketing communications minor. It had been like only a week into the school year and I had had just some head cold-like symptoms, but I had just thought it was allergies because I was having some allergy issues that same week. But then my roommate started getting symptoms and she had to go home for a family event. And so that's when we were like, we should probably get tested. And that's when we found out. 
My name is Lexi Esposito. I am a sophomore theater arts management major with a live events minor. So it was about a week back into being at school. So I got to school on the 19th and I, it was a Thursday and I remember I tested positive for COVID a week later, um, the following Thursday. And the reason I decided to go get tested is because I was kind of feeling sick, like not super bad. I felt a little bit tired and like a runny nose. Um, so I didn't think anything of it. I actually thought it was a cold. I didn't think it was COVID. Honestly, it was kind of crazy, crazy 24 hours of time. So I tested pot. I went to get a rapid test from Walgreens and that's how I first got tested. I took that, but those can't be trusted 100%. So even though I definitely believed I had it, I was like, I need to get another test to confirm. Ithaca College has brought back the use of Emerson Suites dormitory as a quarantine housing this semester, providing a way for students to safely and comfortably recover from their cases without infecting others. So I was in quarantine for, I think, eight days. It was technically like 10 days after you first start showing symptoms. So I was only had to be there for like eight days. Mm -hmm. um, so they would give us a bag of food every day. Um, we would get a half hour of outside time every day. That was a real party. But honestly, it was just kind of nice getting to socially interact with other people in quarantine. Um, but I mean, for the rest of the time that I was by myself, I was just doing schoolwork. A lot of my professors were really cool about sending me Zoom links and stuff like that. I emailed all my professors. Most of them were really great about it. None of them marked me like off for attendance. And if I had work made up, all of them were very understanding of you got to take care of you first. So that was honestly one of the better processes of this whole event. Having COVID wasn't as worse as being isolated from everybody, you know, around you. And not being able to get outside and being restricted is really hard on a person and your mental health. And honestly, I felt very, very depressed. I will say that this experience could have been a lot, lot worse if the people over at Emerson were not the sweetest, nicest, most wonderful people I've ever met in my entire life. Mm -hmm. They were just so hospitable and like just always like they like I could tell they felt bad for us and that they wanted us to have the most comfortable experience we could while quarantining. And so that really helped the experience. Although most of the campus is fully vaccinated, students are still showing symptoms and testing positive for COVID, which is referred to as a breakout case. Honestly, like, that was the biggest shock of it all because I just figured that I was going to be pretty much good. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I'm very thankful because my symptoms could have been a lot worse, but all I really had was just, like, coughing and sneezing and stuff. But it just felt <laughs> kind of defeating to, like, go so long without ever getting the coronavirus. Yeah. And then the first week I move in, it's like, surprise, COVID. I am fully vaccinated, which is why it was kind of like a surprise, even though... The vaccine is not a cure. It's just to help loosen the symptoms if you do get it. Across the commons, Cornell University is finding itself in a similar dilemma regarding breakout cases. According to Cornell's COVID-19 tracking dashboard, 96% of the on-campus population has been fully vaccinated as of September 16th. Anusha Chowdhury, a senior computer science major, tested positive for COVID on campus. Getting COVID after being vaccinated was an interesting experience. I feel like the symptoms of COVID still exist and are pretty much there. And um, the fatigue you feel after or like what's commonly associated with like a post-COVID recovery, does it still exists. Like I got fever, a bad cough, sore throat, everything. 
and then once i got out of quarantine after like my 10 day isolation was over i was still pretty fatigued exhausted i think one thing since we're dealing with the delta variant here is because i was vaccinated i didn't feel like the brunt of it like if i would have a fever for 5 days instead because i was vaccinated i only had it for one day but yes one thing that is still there though is the fatigue like after coming out of quarantine my fatigue levels have increased a lot and it's like becomes physically hard for me to do like constant and strenuous physical exercise which as a college student i do have to walk everywhere and like attend dance practices or go to the gym both Ithaca College and Cornell University campuses require masks indoors, while only Cornell University is requiring students to participate in surveillance testing once per week for fully vaccinated students and twice per week for those unvaccinated. Reporting for WICB News, I'm Emma Kirsting. That's all for tonight's edition of Ithaca Now. You can listen to all of our stories on WICB.org. And if you'd like to listen to past stories, follow WICB on SoundCloud and subscribe to Ithaca Now to hear full shows anywhere, anytime. Also subscribe to The Latest to hear our daily newscast every weekday. Just search WICB News Presents on your favorite podcast app. For more updates throughout the week, follow WICB News on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. This show would not happen without the support and assistance from Manager of Television and Radio Operations, Jeremy Menard. WICB station manager Connor Hibbert and programming director Lou Barron. Ithaca Now is produced by myself and this week's correspondents Jordan Broking and Emma Kirsting. All of the music from our show's intro and outro comes from Dr. Dundiff of Louisville, Kentucky. Have any feedback, story ideas, just wanted to say hi. Feel free to reach out by emailing news at wicb.org. We'll be back with a full episode of Ithaca Now at 7 p.m. next Sunday. I'm Hamadri Sage, and thank you for listening to Ithaca Now on WICB.